episode 14, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to, because life is too short for bad shit. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. What's up, Santos? Nothing, man. Nothing. Just getting into the the fucking heat here, man. It's nice. And it's just... It's getting real. Summer is real. It's nice, yeah. And you know what I just did on my way over here? Um, That I got the old man to thank or blame for um is in the summer is the is the road soda the the cold beer while oh, you're driving nice <laughs> it's not it's, and it's like it's not like nobody's getting loaded right you know what i mean yeah nobody's getting drunk but there's something about like driving with a beer that i love it in the summer i love it absolutely love it i just had a nice cold Bex on the way over and nice. Well, hopefully we don't have any um, Minneapolis police officers in the podcast because they'll pull you over and oh. they'll, they'll they'll do you for that. Come and find me, open you open container, open in container. the fucking vehicle. I know. I don't have any but, warrants here. I mean, what do you get yeah. for an open container? You get it's got to just be a ticket. It's got to be. I'm not driving drunk. No. I do not do yeah. that. Um, in Texas, you can have. Uh, any amount of open alcohol in the car, as long as the driver isn't drinking, I think. Like, you could be having a full-on party, and as long as the driver isn't drinking. I mean, how do they do that with, like, limos? Obviously, people are in the back of limos driving all over Minneapolis drinking wine yeah. and champagne. Maybe they have, like, a different... Uh, yeah, if you have a livery license, it's cool or something? Yeah, I, I there, there must be that. Yeah, I don't know, but... Yeah, because, like, if... If I was driving, yeah, just open container. And I grew up, you know, in mass, open container is like, you're fucked. You're done. Right. You're done. Yeah. And but, hey, man, you got to live. You got, you got to live. I, I mean, everyone knows the Portuguese write their own rules anyway. You're goddamn right we do. <laughs> so the old man, here, I'll tell real quick. The old man one time, um, he'd gotten pinched a couple times for the road soda. And uh, we lived in the middle of nowhere. And he was driving home. Um, he had us in the car, and he was fucking around. We lived on this like pretty curvy road, and he grew up on that road. He he had lived on that road and driven that road every single day for forty years. Right, right. Full moon. Um, he shuts the headlights off. Yeah, which you know, is the most genius move ever. Way out in the country. Yeah, oh my god, it's like how, you're on another planet. How good is that? Right, it's amazing. I used to do it driving home from like. We're on the way from like either hanging out with my friends skateboarding or working or whatever because I would go out be- behind the airport. Sorry to interrupt your story. No, 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 story. please. I would go out behind the airport on these country roads where there was no one for miles. And do, yeah, do that, shut off the lights even for like 30, 45 seconds and just be like, it was like seriously like you're on another planet. It's fucking it's magic. Amazing. It's yeah. so great. So he's doing that for us, for the kids, you know? Right. And we're just, and as a kid, you're like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing ever. We're driving with no headlights on. And he had a beer going and gets pulled over. And this is a small town, you know? And he's like, what's up, Dick? And he's like, well, Jim, Jesus Christ, what, you know, <laughs> you got a beer going. Um, and you're driving with no headlights. And you got no headlights on. He's like, yep, I, y- yeah. He's like, and he's like, I don't know if you're drunk. And, you know, my dad's like, I'm not drunk. I'm not driving drunk with my kids in the car. The cop was such a dick. He like, he's like, well, I don't want to, you know, I want to be fair to you. We've known each other since we were little or whatever. 
took the old man's keys and fucking threw them, like threw them into the woods. So we <laughs> had to walk. The rest we had of the to home. walk home, yeah. And then he had to go back and get his keys the next day. And it was just some kind of like small town, sort of like small town justice. Yeah, some kind of bullshit where it was like he kind of can't. He's not going to bust you because I have to make sure you don't drive home. But I'm going to make sure you don't drive home. So there <laughs> go the keys into the woods. I was kind of like that. I, I I always hoped that when I got busted at some point that that would that would be. They'd meet out justice on 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 yeah. the site, and no such luck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing! Yeah, what about you? What do you got, Colin? Um, so I I decided to. I used to have a big green egg, and I swapped out the big green egg for two grills for the for the price that I got rid of my big green egg for. Um, I got a gas grill. Like so just, you sold just, you sold the big green. It's egg. gone. Someone came and picked it up yesterday. The so. fuck out of here! It was that brisket. Did that brisket was that the no, death knell? No, 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 no. It's just like so. Here's the deal. I I have two modes that I want. I want to cook something really quick during the evening. I get home from work. The girls are hungry. We want to sit down and eat. I want to do something really fast. In which case, I need something to start up and heat up really quick. And I need something simple, which is a gas grill. Yeah. Or I'm cooking on the weekends. And I need I want something that smokes really well. If I'm doing a brisket or ribs or whatever, I want something that is like an A plus smoker. Okay. So I was like, you know what? This the big green egg, as much as I love it and I think it has its advantages, it doesn't do either of these things that I'm wanting really well. Yeah. It does its its strength is in its versatility as one device, but it is like a B plus at all the stuff right. I wanted to do, and maybe like a C minus at like starting up quick and you know doing oh for sure yeah you yeah so if I was like you know what I can hand this thing in I can get a dedicated smoker which is the pit barrel cooker that I just got got a little Weber gas grill that I don't really even you know who gives a oh, who gives a shit about, about that. that thing yeah you can get a crappy one at Home Depot or whatever to last you forever it, that's you know, absolutely ten years yeah. We've already been cooking on it. Nicole's like, "Oh my god, this is so so much better already." Yeah, we did a salmon on it the other day. So you got it piping hot. You oil the grates a little bit. You yep. oil the salmon on both the skin side and the other side down. Uh, put it on for three minutes. Sear it. Start with the um, skin side up. Sear it for three skin minutes. Skin side up. Skin side up. Yeah. Sear it for three minutes. As soon as you can easily get a spatula under it, or pretty much three minutes, flip it over. It's like some of the best salmon I've ever had. Wild caught king salmon, amazingly juicy, perfectly cooked. Skin side up. Skin side up. You start. Yeah. That is some shit, man, because I, I never I cook salmon on the grill all the time and it's I'm always skin side down and ninety percent of the cooking happens there. And just to get maybe a little bit of something on the top, I'll flip it and do it. Yeah. We did three three minutes aside. It turned I I I got to try I, I had I was dubious. I was blown away. Huh? So. All right. Anyways. I'll have to yeah. talk to her and check that out. Fire up the new smoker this weekend. Yeah, uh, man. I've watched a lot of videos, heard rave reviews. Dead simple, dedicated device. You can smoke large capacities of stuff. I'm probably going to bring it to work at some point and do like six, six racks it. of ribs for lunch. Oh, shit. We got to do that. I keep threatening to do it. So, anyway. Um, this week, we decided to do something a little... 
I, I say this every week. We, I guess we're deciding to do something a little different every week. It's good. I uh, like, yeah, I like mixing it. This up. week's theme, uh, we are doing a cultural yardstick episode. And what we mean by that is what is the TV show, book, movie, record, food that you use to judge friends, potential girlfriends, wives, all that stuff by. In other words, if someone doesn't like X, calls into question whether or not this is the person for you. Yeah. Uh, can I be friends with someone that doesn't like X? Exactly. Yeah. I'll, this thing's tough for me, man. I got to be honest because I'm trying really hard to like, and as I get older, to not like do this Not anymore. be such a snotty prick. That'd be such a son of a bitch. Yeah. Because for years, for many years, like, like the judge, there was, there were rules like, you know, and especially for... You know, a romantic prospect, like, it was, you know, there's, it's not, it's not punk rock. I mean, it's, that's, we're not even talking unless that's there. It's like, where do, you know, where do stiff little fingers fit in with naked ray gun with you? And what's, you know, how does one, like, it's a full fucking discussion. And it's like, where does, you know, how does that all work? And, you know. Are you is a little bit more new wave as opposed to this, and and I made judgments that way for years, and I had great, um, I had you know I had tons of great girlfriends and and tons of fun meeting women that way, but the thing that changed me from being a strict like having all of my strict fucking rules like you have got to this is a must you have got to have this you got to have that was my wife like she. Has we have nothing. <laughs> she she does not listen to punk rock. So right. I, immediately I was like, oh right, okay. And not only does she not listen to punk rock, she listens to fucking terrible music. Right. Terrible, the worst taste. Movies. I have you know, admittedly, like my taste goes a little bit. What people would consider snobby. I don't think it's snobby. I think it's a, a decision to watch fucking great films. But you know, some people. You know, would beg otherwise. For her, like, the worst, like, fucking J-Lo shit, you know what I mean? Is <laughs> like, she's up there and the, so it called into question, it's like, all right, well, maybe my methods need to be questioned here. Because this, my wife, the you know, the greatest person I've ever met is, has none of these things. So maybe this isn't the the best sort of benchmark for well, at a certain point, it has to be about the greater relationship and how the two of you work as a couple and are compatible. Of course, yeah. And, um, yeah, I found myself as I went through things, thinking about things like, well, what about this? Well, I can understand, like, how someone – I can see the side of someone who wouldn't like this. I can see there are legitimate reasons why someone wouldn't like X, like wouldn't like, you know, a true detective, for example. I think right. there, there are reasons why someone might not like that. I wouldn't necessarily agree with those reasons that I would try to sway someone. Yes. They should give it a chance. But I would um, – so I found myself gravitating towards things that like um, point towards a, a reticence or an entrenched attitude that s like s kind of signals a greater problem. Me too. That's, uh, that's kind of where I wound mm -hmm. up too because it was like, you know – you, you you think about in so I immediately went to like the things that I love like what's an, like and this was a good exercise because I went to like some of the things that were like just like burned in my brain as like an amazing thing which is like 
a hot dog at a baseball game, right? Like sitting at Fenway Park, watching the Red Sox, eating a, eating a hot dog. Like if you can't fucking enjoy that, then you're, you're, you're fucking broken, right? <laughs> but, but. Is that actually one of your picks? Is no, it's not. Pick? It's not. And here, I'll tell you why it's not. Because, like, maybe, like, and this is, I think, it's softening in old age, I guess. But, like, I can, I can get that you don't dig on fucking hot dogs because they're pretty fucking gnarly. I mean, this, here's the thing. Like, a, a yardstick, like, I think I drew a pretty hard line. This is not to say I wouldn't judge you because I would judge the shit out of you. <laughs> but if you said, oh, well, you know what? I don't really like baseball and I, I would need a hot dog. I would judge the shit out of you. It doesn't mean I wouldn't be friends with you and you're out. I, I, you would be like, <laughs> you'd be like, all right, well, this is going to be fucking short lived. Like, yeah, a line has been crossed. Fucking. There's a compartmentalization there. So I went, I tried to, I picked some things where, where there is like absolutely no reason why you could, and I hope, hopefully this doesn't result in too boring of a thing, but because trust me, I got a million fucking things that you should, should be doing and should not be doing. You know what I mean? Dudes should not be driving Volkswagen rabbits. Like you should not be, you know. Is is a Volkswagen rabbit... A Volkswagen Rabbit is the same as a Cabrio. Is that right? Actually, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, the, the the fucking thing with the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I will say... What? You used to have one. No, I didn't have one. <laughs> but one of my friends in high school dated a girl who had that car, and we used to borrow her car all the time and drive it around. It was fun as shit. Uh, it's mean, a mostly, GTI mostly, almost. Mostly I mean, just because it was a convertible. Yeah, and neither yeah. of us had a convertible. Right. So, I mean, you could basically say... And you can make the argument that any convertible would have been as fun. It didn't need to be that car. Yeah. But I I think back to that summer and I have fond memories and it was, you know, it was a VW Cabrio. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> the Cabriolet. Yeah. What's it's Which a, basically means convertible in French, which is a really <laughs> dumb name. <laughs> it is not a good name. Wait, give me your first. What's your first one? What do you got? Uh you know, I'm coming out. This is maybe an obvious choice, but um, and it also happens to be something that my wife and I like bonded over early in our relationship. And I knew, like, okay, like you get it, we're solid. We're on solid footing here. And that was the wire. Oh, okay, yeah. And I have to say, I think at this point, um, you know, if you say I don't like season two, I thought season two was a little slow, or Fine. I thought like. Part of the finale with the McNulty stuff was, like, too far-fetched, and it kind of jumped the shark a little bit. Like, I can agree with that. I think the fact that everyone pretty much who loves that show, and there are tons of people who love the show, universally acknowledge that the season in the schools was, like, by far the best season. Yeah. You know, there's, like, some things that are universally acknowledged about that. I happen to fucking love season two, and I, I thought it was amazing to see a show take a risk of, like, switching away from the main characters and the main plots and, like, changing up so much of the show. It was, like, the, the first anthology series yeah. sort of that we'd seen. I thought that was a, a brilliant move, and you just had to kind of go there. In the same way that when your favorite bands take this big leap forward, you just kind of have to go there. Yes. With them and trust, like, listen to the record ten times until you, like, it starts to click with you and you get, like, there's got to be something here because it's Fugazi, and Fugazi always does amazing stuff, so... I need to yeah, go on yeah. this ride with them. Yeah, yeah. So I had saw that sort of same thing in The Wire. And I just think, the I mean, 
you you know, being a crime fiction fan, The Wire was like a dream come true for me. Oh, you know, fuck you have God. Pelicanos bringing in Richard Price, who basically, when he wrote Clockers, inspired a lot of you know the original um, stuff that The Wire was based on. Yep, you know. And um, Clockers is an amazing book, by the way. For anyone who hasn't read that, I would highly recommend picking that up. Um, but The Wire just like pretty much tip tip to tail. What do you what do you really say? Well it's fucking amazing. I mean, but what do you say to? Because this was kind of a thing for me too. It's like, well, what about somebody that's never seen it? You know what I mean? So I guess you, you we're making the assumption that if you you've seen it and you didn't like it, if then you were like, yeah, I checked out the first season and it was too slow for me. What that says to me is you don't appreciate good storytelling. Yes, that you there you go. Just go watch the fucking Bachelorette. Exactly. Whatever. Go watch. Yeah. Go watch. And it's like, oh, it's too complicated. There's too much stuff to track for me. Um, you know, things like The Sopranos and The Wire were set up all the great TV, the kind of, yep. you know, golden age of TV that we're watching now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And proved that people had the patience for really intelligent character-driven stories and proved that they could handle complex dynamics and proved that they could handle, you know, intelligent storytelling and um, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I I see those things as foundational. I, I see the wire as, you know, almost being of unquestionable quality. That's a litmus test. I, I think that's fair, man. Yeah. I, I don't know that. And it's so crazy that that was like the first one and it's yet to be bested. Like, I don't think anybody has, I don't think it's been, you know, I mean, I love, I've seen the Sopranos way more than I've seen the wire. Yeah. But I think you, you could make the argument that, um, breaking bad, you definitely could make that argument, and and I I I I could go either way on that. Breaking Bad was so good; it's so dark, and it goes in so many different like cultural and social and yeah. Breaking yeah. Bad was probably probably yeah. The only legitimate reason, and one of the reasons I didn't I didn't pick Breaking Bad because one, it just seems so obvious, and it's yeah. much more recent. It's less of like an actually valid test. Um, uh, because it was also such a cultural powerhouse. A lot of people watched it just because I think they thought they were supposed to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, also, I had a friend who was an ex-addict that felt like he couldn't really watch it. See, that's where and, shit fucking gets hairy for me, too. Yeah, it's like, you know, because one of my picks, I, and I'll I'll go with my first pick now, um, is, and I struggled with it as well, is red wine. Um so if we're in like the world of food, you know, I kind of I have to like capitulate to somebody that does not eat meat. I have to because I understand it, and kinda, as I get a little bit older, like I, I'm, there's questions that are being raised with me as well. Like you know, I mean, I'm I'm no vegetarian by any means, but I'm starting to think about it a little bit more, and I respect the fact that some people don't eat meat, so I won't make a judgment call on that. But red wine, um, or wine in general, um, I kind of, I kind of went towards red wine because it's a little bit more, un- it's a little bit, um, I don't know, more broadly ex- accepted, not accepted, but you know what I mean? Yeah. More people. It's the more serious part of the wine for most people. It is. Um, and I think if you can't like, if you like drink a great wine and you're like, yeah, I just, I don't. I don't get it. I don't, it's not, I don't like it. To me, you're like, all right, well, what the fuck? 
this is like an art form that has been perfected over thousands of years. And it's one of the great things that takes like a fruit and a process and like it requires no technology other than like patience and skill and craft. And it takes, you know, to something that's arguably pretty ordinary and turns it into something that is otherworldly and amazing. And if you right. cannot appreciate that, then it's also a representation of that um the conditions and the area of that time. Like it has it's that's all right. about the place, it's all about the terroir, it's all about the weather and what was happening at that time. You know, a lot of people talk about like, you know, the best wines come from the suffering of the grapes. That's right, yeah. Um yeah, I think wine is one of those things similar to cheese where it's like there's so much in it, like to dismiss the entire category and be like, there's nothing in that for me because there's so many different <laughs> yeah. kinds of things. That yeah. It feels like there should be something for everyone. Right. My mom is dismisses cheese as like an entire category of things that she doesn't Which like. Wisconsin. I know. I Crazy. Know. She likes uh, She likes American cheese. That's it. Right, process which is not cheese. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'm always like, Ugh, I don't get it. But she's like set in her ways. It's like you're missing so much amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. but wine, like, and here, that, you know, the rub, as I was mentioning, is kind of like, I understand people don't drink, and right. you know, I totally get that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got to make some sort of like. But if you're pounding rum and Diet Cokes instead of drinking wine. You fucking idiot. And you had the choice. Are you shitting me? And I know. The thing is, is I know people that are like, yeah, I don't, I don't like wine. It's just I don't get it. And you're like, well, th- there's like, you're, you're a mental midget then. <laughs> like, you're fu- how, what do you mean? At least try and like fucking get it. Right. Like, you know, well, I'm no fucking that's, expert. but Especially that's in this day and age. I feel like in the last 10 years, there's been a proliferation of. Really good wines at just about every liquor store. Really affordable wines. Eight bucks. Yeah. And um, just wines from everywhere. Yeah. You know, it used to just be California, France, Spain, Italy. And now there's like all the stuff from obviously Chile, Argentina, the uh, California wines. But just about every state now is producing wines. Not that those wines are necessarily good. Wines from Minnesota and Wisconsin, but... Are terrible, yeah. but Oregon, of but course, Oregon, of amazing. course, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, red wine. Like if you don't, if you can't like get in and appreciate that, then what the fuck are you, are what's, you kidding? What's going on with it you? just it's a there's a bunch of other shit that's that's wrong with you as well. So. Yeah. So all right, I'm gonna uh, go go with that because my second pick is actually a food one as well. Okay, and it's Japanese food. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I was actually going to say sushi, but I felt like sushi was too specific. Similar, like, if you're like, I don't like sushi, but I love ramen, I'm going to give you a pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Or if you're like, you know, I I don't like any of that, but I love tempura, I love teppanyaki, I like whatever. Yeah. Once again, there's so much. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it all hangs together around the central concepts, you know. And I think I just think Japanese food is amazing oh across my God. the board. There's something for absolutely everyone. And I personally think sushi is amazing. And Likewise, it's like approaching the perfect food. Yeah, you know, seafood sustainability aside, you know, if there were no issues yeah. around seafood sustainability, then you know, 
I would, would just, and it wasn't so expensive. I would just eat it all the time. Yeah. Because it's like the perfect intersection of good for you and absolutely delicious. I think it's some of the most delicious, fresh, pure, simple, you know. Um, yeah. Ramen too, ramen. It, it, and it, for completely different reasons, it's just amazing. Right. It's two of my favorite meals right there. Bowl of ramen, plate of awesome sushi. Oof. God, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Like if somebody – yeah, I, I would totally get with you on that. Like if somebody were – if, you know, and I don't – I hate – no, I don't like Japanese food. You'd be like, do you even know what the fuck Japanese food is? And so to me, the reason why this is like a, a cultural canary in the coal mine is because what that signals to me is you grew up similar to me. Yeah. In, in the kind of household where you're like – you've been – you've seen on like – perfect strangers that like sushi is really disgusting <laughs> and you've been like seen on, on all this mainstream American TV or mainstream American media you've had all these people crack fucking culturally insensitive jokes about sushi and Japanese yeah. people and all this shit and you've just closed yourself off to it you've right. never tried it you 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 think it's disgusting because you don't know anything about it you think it's like the height of you know yeah and to me it's just like you are someone who's closed yourself off to the world and you're uh, an unadventurous American who's unwilling to at least try things from other cultures that will broad, not only broaden your worldview but open you up to all sorts of new possibilities and experiences. It, a great reason to write somebody off, you fucking stupid American. <laughs> yep. My next pick um, I think would, uh, would appeal to many stupid Americans. Um, but – I think just it, it's and I it's I, I will admit it's not a very polarizing choice, but it is one that is a gimme. Like if you don't love planes, trains, and automobiles, <laughs> you're fucking. There's something wrong with you. Who like? There's got to be that movie. Everyone loves that movie. You, I have to say, you continually surprise me on this podcast. <laughs> Just, just when, just when I think I, I know everything that's going to come out of your mouth, or at least I have a good shot at like, oh, he's, here he comes with his Edith Wharton pick. Yeah, I mean, how great is that movie? Yeah, it's perfect. It's a perfect movie. It's so good. It's so funny, and like, it's everyone can watch it. Like, it's so great. And and I do bring it up because I do know a person that doesn't like it. Do you, do you think it, it holds up over time? Like, do you think if you watched it now with kids who had never seen it, they would still think it's really funny? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I absolutely do. I, I, I guess, you know, I, I haven't done that um, in some time. But, yeah. I mean, John Goodman is, I mean, uh, sorry. Um, John Candy. John Candy um, is, and I say John Goodman too because I, I was going to, well, I'll talk about him in a minute. But, um, yeah, th- that... Planes, trains, and automobiles, like, I, th- I guarantee you that holds up. I guarantee it has to. I haven't seen it in some time, but that movie is so fucking good. What, if, what's wrong with you if you don't like that movie? And I do know someone, I have met someone that was just like, yeah, no, that's, it's, it's so pedantic. And you're like, fuck you. It's pedantic. It's Steve Martin and John Candy, like, sleeping in a hotel bed together. It's awesome. <laughs> it's great. Are you kidding? I think that's one of those movies that now um, the plot couldn't happen because of cell phones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or there's something about it. Maybe it was like, 
I mean, maybe I guess they're calling home where they're in contact. So maybe I'm wrong, but it's just about getting they're just the, the struggle to get from one place to another. Well, so what does that take away from it? No, no, I'm just saying, I'm trying to think, because there are a lot of movies now, like, especially horror films, where you're like, they have to come up with a convoluted reason why they can't have a cell phone, or their cell phone doesn't work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's the whole Stephen King thing about, I think, similar to the checkoff, you know, setting the rules of the the play and the gun going off by Act 3 or whatever. Yeah. Stephen King sort of created these elements of horror, and one of them is isolation. Yes. And yeah. the fact that you can't easily get someone else to come out there and get help. So cell phones now have ruined a lot of traditional horror movie plots and they have to come up with these convoluted reasons why someone doesn't have a cell phone or their cell phone doesn't work or any of those kind of things. Yeah, and it's almost always and people are always like bullshit. <laughs> it's true, it's totally true. But anyways, in, in this case I don't think that applies, so that's a good one. You like the? I mean, you love that yeah, movie. I like that movie. Yeah, I don't know that it like would make my top ten list, but I think it's a. It does it not. A, no, 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 no. Classic comedy. This has nothing to do with great movies. No, nothing. This is a completely <laughs> different conversation. This is a movie where like it, it's a judge. You know what I mean? Because I could literally like if we're in a lifeboat and there's five people and one of them hates planes, trains, and automobiles. I could tell you who the first person off the fo- that's getting roasted. And I'm um, eating their fucking foot is going to be the guy who doesn't like planes, chains, and on. You're the first. You're first man down because right. you obviously are. There's something fucking wrong with you. Yep, I hear you. <laughs> All right, so for my third pick, uh, I went to music. I tried to hit everything. I realized I didn't. I didn't end up coming. I came. Obviously, the wire is, you know, video and storytelling, but it's yeah. not a film. I realized I didn't end up coming up with a film here. But my third pick was the Beatles. Sure. And I actually got in a huge argument at a party, and I almost stormed off in the middle of the night after I'd been drinking at this woman's house in um, Fresno, uh-huh. where I didn't know anyone. Uh, nice. Because... I like it. Um, over the Beatles. I like it. Um, because this woman and her, like, drunken boyfriend were basically in, and insisting that the Beatles were total bullshit, and if they didn't exist... I was, and I was making the argument, like, look, you have to understand... Ringo Starr in, invented basically, you know, rock and roll drumming. The Beatles brought Indian music. They brought folk music co- chords, and they brought all these electronic, like the very early um, experimental and electronic stuff. They brought that to rock and roll. Like there, you can say that you don't like once again certain of their records. You can be like, I don't like that. Like you know, the four guys in the suits singing these like, sure. la 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 early on. Love love, love me songs. do yeah. right. I personally love all that shit, and I love Hard Day's Night. I pretty much like it across the board. Yeah. But I can understand how you don't like that. But if you tell me you don't like Revolver and Rubber Soul and Let It Be and the White Album and all that shit, I'm just like, you're just not, you don't know anything about music. What would you say to, what do you say to the eternal Stones versus Beatles? I think that there's plenty to love in both of those bands. Yeah. Okay, because, I mean, I fall, I love the Beatles, but I fall on the Stones side. I don't fall on that side of that argument, but I really like the Stones, and I think they have an extremely important place in rock and roll. Yeah. Um, I personally don't, I think that they had a massive impact. I don't know that their impact was as big as the Beatles. Yeah, it may, no, I don't know impact-wise that but, it was. Um, yeah. they're amazing. And yeah. I don't see, I don't, I, I'm, I guess I'm one of those people... 
I I don't have a lot of passion for that argument because I really like them both. Yeah, and and that's fair too. Like I don't know that I I do either. I mean, I uh, actually. So here's my thing. Like I love the Beatles, but I have there's there's a part of me that blames Sergeant Pepper for. And this is a fucking long. We won't. I, I promise not to fucking drag this out, and we don't need to get into this too far. But there's a part of me that blames Sergeant Pepper for the death of some other important things. Like, Sergeant Pepper... And not the death and whether Sergeant Pepper is to blame or not. Like, you can blame society for choosing it instead of other things. But, like, the MC5 and, you know, the Stooges, there were other things happening, really important things happening, even Black Sabbath, that were completely overshadowed by Sergeant Pepper. And everybody was like... Sergeant Pepper, oh my god, this is this is it. This is the only thing. And it's like, well, fuck. You complete what about the MC5? Like that is not to be I mean, Jesus Christ, it's enormously fucking important. You know what I mean? Just as important for God's sakes, as far as, far as I'm concerned. So yeah. I get angry at that record. Um but you know, I think I I think I told you before, like I had an aunt that like very early on, turned me on to the Beatles and, like, created... That was, like, my first introduction to, like, actual pop music. And to go from, like, the early, you know, the early stuff, the Liverpool, like, you know, early rock and roll stuff, and see, like, the transformation and what they did to music is... Yeah. It's pretty fucking, I mean, it's and fucking And culture. As and well, culture. Frankly. I mean... It's incredible, and to be able to just, like, as a young kid, you know, like, like 10, 12 years old, like, be able to, like, be introduced to that and listening to it, you're just like, oh, my God, wow. It opened up so many doors. Yeah, if you if you hate the Beatles, you know, it was easy. I, I'm not going to lie. There were years, drunken punk rock years, where it was, where I, you know, belligerently hated the Beatles because it was very punk rock to hate the Beatles. But the fact was, is I was, f- I was fucking lying. Right. Because it was, I wanted to be more yeah, punk. Of course. You know, <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm with you. Like, if you don't like the Beatles, what the fuck, what do you like? I, th- I would love to know what is, what takes the place of that. And if, if the answer is the doors, then you just, <laughs> Oh my God. Just slam the door on that relationship. Oh, my God. Hold their head underwater. <laughs> Just do us all a favor. All right. What's your, what do you have for your third pick? Um, so, yeah. So, for music, um, you know, I, like I said, like, I used to get very particular into, like, different types of, like, you know, punk rock and what was important and what isn't. And, and you know, obviously, as I've gotten older, like, I realized that it's not important exactly which band it is but i do believe like still believe very much in the power of it in the importance of it um in i think you know the the one band that i would choose as a litmus test is the ramones like if you don't because anyone if you're eight years old or you're 78 and if you do if you don't like the ramones you're just like god that's not for me i don't get it it's no good then you're then fuck you. Yeah. What's not to get? Fuck you. What's, I mean, you're out. Absolutely <laughs> out. And I mean, and that's a simple, you know what I mean? Like, 
How can you not? And, and I have no – we're never going to – we have nothing to talk about. If you don't like the Ramones, then we have nothing to talk about. That's an easy one. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I, right. There's not too much to say about that. Once again, no. part of rock and roll history. Yeah. Um, if you can't even appreciate them from a historical perspective and the influence that they had on other bands that came after them. I mean, I think they're well-established part of rock and roll history at this point. And, oh, you know, for sure, yeah. And their music is just super fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I'll let that lie yeah. there. That's it. That's cool. My last pick, this is going to be one that... I was trying to come up with the the book. I was like, I have to have a book. Like books are so important to me that yeah, there yeah. needs to be a book. And I was I was kind of racking my brain to come up with like what is the what is the perfect book? And this is a book that um I can't blame someone for not having heard of it and not read it, but once if I recommend it to you and you're not willing to check it out, then like that's a sign that yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's a book called "The Name of the Wind" by this guy Patrick Rothfuss, who is already basically it's on every best fantasy of all time list. It's up there with like, and some people will say it better than Tolkien. Um, you know, it's a it's you know a lesser known um, Game of Thrones. You know, but as it's on all the lists, the first three you'll see on any list are Game of Thrones, Name of the Wind, and Lord of the Rings. You know, oh, it's okay. like in the same company with those kind of books. That's what we're talking about here. Huh. Okay. Um, is it a book or is it like a whole it's thing? It's a series. Okay. Uh, it's going to be, I think the third book comes out soon and it's going to be, uh, and the second book I think is even better than the first book. So I guess I could say the Name of the Wind series. Okay. Um, which is called the King Killer Chronicles, I think is the actual name of the series. But uh, this, and I picked this despite having. Uh, run into Patrick Rothfuss in the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport and having him been kind of a jerk to me. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Art and uh, artist separated yeah. successfully I mean, who here. would guess an epic <laughs> fantasy author had no social skills? <laughs> <laughs> Shocking, yeah. Uh, but anyways, this book, it's I think it's a really uh, unique series. Um, this, each book, it feels like you've read four novels by the time you're done with it. Like, mm. it packs in the amount of like character and world building of like four other books. Um, and almost like if you go to Amazon, you will, I, it'll be hard pressed to find a book that has as many reviews and is rated five stars. It has like something crazy, like 13,000 reviews and it's uh, rated five stars. Oh my God. Um, amazing books. Like it's rare to have to like, Read Tolkien now is one thing, you know, it's like of that, course. that's past. To have someone who's alive in our time, who's a contemporary writing at this and creating at this level and be have the books regarded that highly. And I just think, you know, fantasy is a good measure of, and this isn't like super magic, super, you know, it's not like you're not reading a book that feels like you're reading Dungeons and Dragons necessarily. Like there's, right. it's, it's more like, there's even less magic than Harry Potter, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and, um, but it's a well-written book, extremely well-told, um, really unique. I think well-paced. It has mystery and intrigue and everything. And to me, it's like you just don't like awesome books if you don't like this book. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you. I'll be honest. Like I've, you know, we've talked about fantasy plenty, and I have no background in it, but I've like. Just from getting to know you and talking about books, like, I'm very open now to – I feel like I've been, like, 
I'm that it's now it's okay for me to like fantasy now somehow. Yeah. Like it's okay. Like I don't I went through a period where um I I would say it, like I only read crime fiction cuz yeah. I thought it was like not like it wasn't okay. I had been like teased and bullied so many times about sci-fi and fantasy as a kid and playing Dungeons and Dragons that I went through a long period where I was like I'm not going to read this stuff because it's not cool. Right. And still, sometimes when people ask me on planes or whatever, what are you reading? And I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> like, how do yeah. I even go into this or explain it? Like, there's still that shame. Yeah, yeah. still there. Yeah, but yeah. When, when I get right down to it, I'm like, these are the books that I loved as a kid and, like, could not stop reading. Like, would read 300 pages in a summer day. Right. You know? And there's a reason why. Cause, and they've gotten – the quality of the storytelling has gotten way better over time. Since we were kids, and there are amazing sci-fi and fantasy books now, so it's like, why am I depriving myself? I'm just going to read across any genre, across yeah, anything, right? And just read all the fucking best books. God, it's one of the f- good things about getting older, isn't it? Like you kind of you allow yourself, like you let yourself off the hook for some shit, and you realize, and and you just like you don't give a fuck, yeah. right? I think that's to me, like that's been kind of the nicest thing about getting older is that I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> like, what are you, like, I don't care. What are you going to fucking say? Right. You know? Um, my last pick, um, another movie. So, um, I went, I went through a few of these and, um, and I wasn't sure where to go. So, like, The Big Lebowski was one, you know, I think that's a really good test of, like, right. you know, of, Absolutely. Of whether, you know, of sense of humor and um, and then La Dolce Vita, I thought that was, like, another super great test because it's just a classic. Um, and I wound up at um, – and, and I, I would still argue any of those, but – probably the Big Lebowski's would be the best choice. But I wound up with, um, with The Seventh Samurai because it is – in all, it's an adventure. There's, it's you know anybody that is intimidated by it should not be because it's a super simple movie. Yep, um, it is for sure. It's extremely simple, but it's, it's also super entertaining. It's so entertaining, like it's not boring. And I think there's something in there for me. The the part that becomes a little bit of the test is like, are you really going to be the the fucking person that like. Oh, it has subtitles. I'm not going to – I'm out. Because if that's you, then we're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that means that you're watching 5% of all the cinema in the world and you're missing like some of the greatest shit that's ever been made. Well, even most American shows at this point, like we live in a multicultural nation. There's going to be multiple languages and just about anything that's produced in America, movie or other thing anyway. So Yeah. Yeah, so that's my choice. You know, I mean, again, Big Lebowski is a good one for sure. If you don't like yeah. that one, we're uh, not talking. So before we step off Seven Samurais, I got to ask because in my mind, Seven Samurai was the greatest samurai movie of all time. You could maybe like oh. y- Yojimbo, yeah, maybe second contender. Uh huh. So, but then came Thirteen, 13 Assassins. Assassins. Thirteen yeah. Assassins. What do you think? Thirteen oh, Assassins versus Seven Samurai. Oh no, no, no! Seven Samurai. I mean, <laughs> easy. Um, and here's why: um, Thirteen Assassins is f- amazing. 
But there's something, and this is a purely aesthetic opinion, in pl- and, and I'm sure that this wasn't as a result of cutting any corners or anything, but um, I, I just didn't like the blood. Some of the way that the blood was treated and some of the gore, it, it was, I mean, certainly not too much, never too right. much. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just the way, it was their treatment of it. Their special effects, it was just, there was something about it that just like, I don't know. It just didn't. I didn't love it. You know what I mean. And mm-hmm. I mean, I realized that that's a very fine point to to draw on. But and and I also, I mean, they're very similar movies, right? It's a it's a cast of characters. Yeah, I mean, you, know. you could argue that it's it's a moot discussion because Thirteen Assassins would not exist without Seven Samurai. It's a direct homage to yeah. to it. I mean, absolutely. There's... And that's part of what I love so much about it. The, the 13, big thing... 13 Assassins is like... The thing about it is like it has... the Part of the brilliance of Seven Samurai is the simplicity of the premise. Yeah. And the clarity. It's almost more like you're watching a play that's like very limited locations. Yes. Very simple uh, tension, action, all that. So I, I, I think I what I love is like taking what's really awesome about Seven Samurai and putting it in a slightly more action-filled... It's pr- it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. And I guess for me, the other the only other thing... So that is a, a very nitpicky thing about 13 Assassins. The other thing is, um, like, um, cutting... The editorial in, in Seven, Seven Samurai is, for me, is, like, it's textbook shit. Like, that's right. how you learn to cut. Yeah. And mise-en-scene, like, that's how you learn how to fill a frame is, I mean, right. th- it's so incredible. And, I mean, 13 Assassins, they take, they learned all those lessons. So it's not like they didn't yeah. get it. But Plus Toshiro Mifune. It's hard to argue fucking. with Toshiro Mifune. Ooh, oh, <laughs> man, that's another one, yeah. And he is awesome in that film. Oh, it's my like God. one of the first times where you're like, oh, yeah, this bad guy is amazing. Ass, so badass. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I was going to start talking about more Kuros- Kurosawa stuff, but we'll have to table that for another time. We should, yeah, because I mean, we can I can go on forever with him. All right. So uh, that concludes the uh, episode where we act like pompous assholes. Yeah. Say, if you don't, if anybody <laughs> disagrees, you can tune into any of our social channels and go fuck yourself. <laughs> Um, thanks as always to Kaya Fisher for the audio engineering assistance. Uh, you can find us online at glopodcast.com. If you've ever, for some godforsaken reason, felt like emailing us, we do have a Gmail account at goodlookingoutpodcast at gmail.com. And probably the best way to interact is to follow us on Twitter at glopodcast. And remember, life is too short to waste time and money on bad shit. See everybody.